Hi, everyone. This is Laura Camacho, the crazy obsessed communication coach at Mixonian Institute. And today I am uh, interviewing another Sweetbriar graduate. Hashtag go Vixens. I met Ashley Metherell probably about six weeks ago. A mutual friend introduced us, and she has her own business with a partner called Alora Solutions. And she and her partner take uh, operational tasks off your hands. And from what I understand, she can tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, like she can hire someone, train someone, write a training manual, handle your holiday party, any kind of task, kind of like project management outsourced for you. So welcome, Ashley. Tell us about yourself a little bit. Thank you, Laura. Yes, um, you actually hit the nail on the head. So you did a great job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so my business partner and I, uh, my business partner is Kat Leitner, and she and I have worked together for a long time. Um, and we recently started our um, Alora Solutions group. And just like you said, we um, help people help companies with their operational needs. And so we really focus on people, process, and performance. And we truly believe one builds off of the other. So we can come in and help a company with their people, like you said, onboarding, onboarding training workshops. Um, process any any manuals that need to be done a lot of companies don't have anything written down so we can come in and, and get everything buttoned up for you and then performance like you said evaluating strategies um, so that we can come up with integrated solutions for your business so. awesome well that is so cool well, I, I love um, having you uh, come be a guest at the speak up podcast and I appreciate your willingness to share what may not have been your most shining conversational moment in life. Tell us about a conversation that didn't go very well and what you learned from it. Yeah. And I would say that, um, it, it was, uh, it, it actually happened kind of recently and, um, I was speaking with a client and, and I, we have a great relationship and, and it was, um, I, I I think very highly of him and we get along great. And one of the first um, pieces of feedback he gave me and I wasn't expecting it. And I quite frankly, don't take feedback very well. Sometimes I get kind of like defensive. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to respond. I don't want to act defensive either, you know, but I want to be able to accept it and take it in and, and act on it. And so he said, Hey, um, I want to give you some feedback. And I was like, Oh gosh, immediately I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm almost not even like thinking about what he's saying to me. I'm thinking, how am I going to respond to this? Cause I don't want to be, you know, too defensive or anything. And so he says, you know how when you are on a flight and it gets bumpy and you don't hear from the pilot and I'm sure I'm messing some of this up, but he's like, and you don't hear from the pilot, but you know, and you end up landing and everything is great, but, you don't really hear from the pilot. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, that's sort of how I felt. <laughs> I oh, said, wow. and this is like, this is like the first like month that I worked with him. And so like, and we were still, you know, we're still have a great relationship. And so he says, um, well, that's sort of how I felt these last few weeks. And I said, wow. I said, look, I'm sorry for how you felt about that. That's not how I wanted it to go. And Instead of reacting, what I wanted to say was, well, you told me you didn't like email. You told me you didn't like to be bothered. So I'm right. doing my job, you know, what I think is my job. 
And here I am thinking in my mind, well, I'm just leaving you alone. Like I thought what you had wanted, you know, I didn't say any of that. And um, I said, well, I really appreciate the feedback. And I said, and by the way, can I use your analogy later on? Because it's really good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, But anyway, it was just that it blows my mind about communication. Here I am thinking I'm doing what's best for him and what he wants, when in reality, that's not what he wanted at all. And I'm, you know, for the last, you know, that month was thinking, here I am, you know, doing my work and doing my job and sending him a couple of things, but trying not to bombard him. But in reality, he just thought like I had like, you know, fallen off the face of the earth, you know, and right. so it just blew my, that it blew my mind. It happens. Mm-hmm. First of all, that is just, there's so much there to unpack. I'm all excited now because receiving <laughs> feedback, I mean, we talked. In training, people always want uh, classes or instruction about giving feedback, but I always teach it as two sides of a coin, because if you want to give feedback, you also have to be able to receive it, especially, I mean, in your situation, it's a client uh, service provider. But think about if it's, you've worked in companies before, if you have a team, like if you're going to give feedback to somebody you work with, you also have to be able to eat the same thing that you're dishing out. It's a two way street and people are able to receive feedback better if they know that you also have, you know, that you get it from somebody, even if it's not that same person, like sharing that, Hey, my boss told me that I'm not handling this thing as well as I could. So I just want you all to know I'm working on it. And, uh, second of all, I think the guy, he could have asked you, like, I, you know, just in the, in the spirit of continuous improvement, do you mind if I give you some feedback? He could have set it up, you know, a little bit more gently, and he, and he may have, but as soon as I felt like the conversation was going in a different direction, I just tuned, I just like tuned out like, Oh right. God, where is this going on the inside? Yeah. Right. And that's when all of our, our actual, I was just teaching a uh, webinar on worry and anxiety and how that sh- literally shuts down your brain's ability to think and you go into defensive mode. So, so that's one thing, but, but actually, that what you're saying is so common, and I'll give you just a, a similar, milder example. Like when somebody emails, like say you ask for a document, and I email it to you, and you don't acknowledge, you don't say thank you, I got it. Then I don't know. I want to know that you got it. But a lot of people think, well, I don't want to bother her because you know we all get so many emails. You know, so it's, it's really like a constant, uh, I think that it's that we need to have conversations about communication all the time, because what is too much? What is too little? And <laughs> to your point, mine was obviously too little at the time. And, and looking back, I will say that it, it was too little, but I knew that it was too little, but I also thought that I was doing what was right, but I never asked. I just assumed right and I assumed and I assumed based off of little tidbits that we had talked about 
in one of our meetings, you know, that he gets so much email and, you know, just, you know, call or whatever. And so here I am thinking, oh, well, he knows that I'm doing this. So I'll just be in touch as soon as I have, you know, what yeah, I On a need-to-know basis, right? Right. No, mm -hmm. and it's also mm -hmm. so frustrating on the receiving side of feedback when you think that you're like bending over backwards and doing triple flips to do exactly what the person asked for. And then guess what? That's, I may have said that, but that's not what I meant. So that's wild, but that's a great story. I know our audience, I know that everybody listening to that has been in that situation and just realized that it's normal. And, uh, but, and it's good to have those open doors though, to feedback. And it's good that, if, you know, when you're a service provider, you have to take the feedback. And, and I am so, so grateful for that conversation because no matter how uncomfortable I was at the time, A, our relationship is great. And so that's number one, but B, I took so much from that in, into my other conversation. Oh. And, you know, it, it all of a sudden I'm like, you know what, that's okay. If I think I'm bombarding someone, you know, they'll tell me, Hey, stop emailing me or right. they just won't email me back. And I'll say, well, that's okay. At least I did it. And at least I, you know, started that line of communication. Right. It's so true. And, and I, I've heard, I've heard some, in fact, just this morning, somebody called me that they had a project going on and they hadn't heard from the, a project manager and you know when when the person described the problem I'm like I'm sure that project manager is waiting for this to get information that he doesn't want to call you just to say I don't have the answer yet and yet the person was saying but I wish he would call me to just say I'm working on it you know is mm -hmm. I mean we're never gonna have a perfect world <laughs> of communication but it's just so good to have these media communication conversations well, and I also think that also leads me to kind of my brain is sort of like flying here. But, you know, I think in this world of, com of constant communication, social media, email, text, sometimes it's almost like, well, I just don't even know how to contact this person. It's fine. Right. They'll be okay. They, they know what I'm doing. Right. It's, it's no big deal, you know, and it's just so much, you know, um, right. media. You know? Right. It's so true. I, and I, I've, I'm, you're making me have this thought I've had before. I'm creating a checklist for people that work together to say, to have, okay, this is when you text me, this is when you email me, and this is when you call me. You know, not that there's any like hard, fast rule, but at least get started, you know, on, on that. It's conversation. a guide. It's a guideline. Right. You know? And I think that, I think that's a really great idea because yeah, and you put it on right. your intake form uh, for working with clients. And I think I do, a, I have a little guide for team communication. I'm going to add that to it based on this conversation. Yes, I'm, I'm going to add that to my intake form for new clients. <laughs> yes, and everybody that's listening, add that to something <laughs> because that is golden. You did, you, and you heard it here first from Ashley and Laura. All right, Ashley, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's uh, takes yeah. guts to share a, an uncomfortable conversation. 
because uh, you have to relive it and it's, that's not necessarily fun. Is there another conversation that maybe was not so painful but that changed your life or impacted your life in some way? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's not, not always, not, a lot of people don't have these sorts of kind of huge pivotal moments, I think. Well, they do. Maybe they just don't recognize it. But I, um, oh, so my daughter is two now, but we had her through IVF. And when we were going through the, um, the whole process of me um, figuring out that I definitely could not get pregnant, and the only way to try was through IVF. And it was a real struggle for me. It was a struggle for a lot of reasons, because I had always said that if I can't get pregnant, like, I would just have a lot of dogs and, you know, and, and right. dogs that's or cats or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I would be. I would be a dog mom, you know, and I had been one since, you know, since I graduated from college. So it was no different. And so um, anyway, I really struggled with it. And Finally, the, um, the, the whole struggle, I had a conversation with the, an old friend of mine and, you know, we were talking and I said, I just don't know what I'm going to do, you know, mm -hmm. and he said, you, you kind of seem like, you know, you're kind of out of it. And I just said, well, I'm kind of struggling, you know, the only way that I'm going to be pregnant is if I try IVF and even that's not even a given. And he was like, well, what's the struggle? I said, well, you know, I just wasn't meant to have kids. So why force it? Mm -hmm. And, you know you know, we're, you know, we're believing God. And so, you know, I said, you know, God doesn't want me to have kids. So that's just how it is. And I just need to figure out and move on, you know, and he was like, what are you talking about? Like <laughs> medicine, you know, medicine was formed for, uh, the, for the human right. race to, you know, to take advantage of, you know, and right. that's not, that's not, you know, that shouldn't be, you know, you're not being punished. And I thought, oh my gosh. And it was just like this huge light bulb that went off in my head. And I thought, yeah, you're right. I, I can try IVF. This isn't, I'm not being punished. This isn't, you know, some right. sort of oh way of life that I have to go through. And so, um, so anyway, so we did IVF on the first try. We got pregnant and now we have a baby. Oh. So like, <laughs> That is that was life definitely changing. life changing. Like that's the most life changing conversation we have, basically. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And it you know, it shows you have to be open to a different interpretation of what you believe to be true. And that requires yeah. some open mindedness. And so mm -hmm. I've heard so many conversations through this podcast now of people like someone I talked to who she did not want a career in insurance and yet she had a job interview with somebody in insurance and she decided to, you know, try it even though she knew that she didn't want it. But then now she's been in that industry for almost three years and loves it. But, you know, she allowed herself to get out of that knowing space and get into the more curiosity or, or to be open. Because if you think about it, you know, why we have aspirin is does God want you to have a headache? You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean I can see where you were coming from too. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. it was good that you saw and got such another uh, an, another opinion that made sense and it was congruent with your values. So good for you. Well, Ashley, I know that. Um, I mean, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I'm always talking about 
and giving communication tips. And I love to talk to other people who are not communication coaches who are actually just working and creating value and running their businesses. What have been, uh, what are your, you know, if you're speaking to someone, what's from your point of view, what, what, what do you do to be such a good communicator? Well, I definitely think it's a practice. Right. And actually, a yoga teacher said to me, or always, and I love her so much, and she always says, it's a practice, not a perfect. And mm -hmm. so, you know, one of the things, too, that we have to remember is that you have to keep practicing on communication. Yes. Like, we yes. don't, we don't, I don't, I do not get it right majority of the time, but I just have to learn from that particular mistake right. <laughs> what not to do next time. And I think one thing, for sure is to listen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge part of communication and, and not just hearing, right? Like there's active mm -hmm. listening and actually not thinking about the next thing that you're going to say, but actually listening to the person that you're, you know, that you're speaking with. Right. Um, I think that's a huge, I think that's a huge piece. And, you know, the second piece I think is as much as text message is great for mm -hmm. certain things. I think that, if there's uncertainty in a text message, just pick up the phone. Right. I know. You know, I think, you know, I think that that, you know, I have fallen victim of it even just recently. And so I guess it's fresh on my mind too, but you know, I responded too quickly. Right. And it was mm -hmm. just like, gosh, I shouldn't have said that so fast. I need to, you know, and if you're not ready to say something, don't say anything. Right. Say, Let me get back to you on that. right because the worst thing that you can do one of so many but one of the worst <laughs> things that you can do is you know say something that you're going to regret you know we again we all do it we're all going to make mistakes but I think that um taking a minute mm -hmm. is, is is really one of the a big you know lessons and I think not only in business but being a parent you know like taking parenting skills classes that my husband has been taking have been hilarious to me because I'm thinking to myself I can use this everywhere not just with my right children. right <laughs> kids are people too who knew <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely think listening and then just taking a minute you know before you respond are two really big you know things that I've been right. and learning I, and I lately you know, listening to what you're saying, my brain is going to, it's harder and harder to do exactly what you're saying. And I think, you know, in, in this webinar on how worry affects your communication, in researching for that, I saw, you know, the worry, anxiety is just going up and up and up. And what do we need to combat that? We need to do exactly what you're saying. Listen, because if you're worried, you're not listening and you need to just slow down because we, we all want to check things off our list. And that's why we respond sometimes too quickly. I sent an email to somebody. I was so excited. I had this great idea of an email. I was uh, proposing some articles for something and it. The, the email, the body of the email itself was just spectacular with emojis and links. But in the subject line, I made a typo and I just wanted to kill myself because I didn't see it until she answered me back. But she did answer, so I worked despite that. But I, I literally felt, and it was all because I just wanted to get it off my list. You know, I'd, work, I'd worked so hard on the body of the email and then just slap that. If I had just taken a minute 
to look at it one more time to catch that typo. We just get, we're distracted and want to get things off our list. And we do exactly the opposite of what you're saying, <laughs> listening and <laughs> taking time to respond. Mm -hmm. so, well, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. And I think everybody who's listening to this is going to so identify with how painful it is to receive feedback, even though it's really good and helpful. And we need it. We can't grow because we can't see our blind spots. And then in this case, it wasn't really a blind spot. It was just what you thought was the way this guy wanted to work wasn't you weren't getting it exactly right which really there's no way you could have it without asking him but he's you were going off what his first instructions were and then the piece about you know with your daughter i mean thank god you listened to the doctor and now we have this beautiful <laughs> two-year-old human being floating around um that's right that's a blessing to the world so thank you so much so if people want to get a hold of you ashley what what's the best way um email um is always great call but we also have a website where you can find all of our contact information and that's just alorasolutionsgroup.com and um my email is ashley at alorasg.com all right well thank you so much this has been so interesting we're going to sign off now and i appreciate great. thank you so much thank oh. you